Imagine's Coaling Studio is where efficiency meets creativity. Our new integrated solution brings together our next level coaling algorithm along with in-app reviewing and AI editing in a single intuitive platform. Tailored for photographers who value both speed and personalized quality results, Imagine strives to enhance every aspect of your post-production process. Open the Imagine app and give the new Coaling Studio a try today which allowed us to focus on our family and even just focus on the day-to-day -day of the business more. And then it just started organically sort of growing where we brought on another associate and another. So, so that's where then we've been able to get to this point now of we have more weddings than we've ever done, but we're working less. Workflows is a podcast about saving you time and money in your photography business. As a photographer and content creator who struggles with dyslexia, colorblindness, introversion, and anxiety stemming from years of being bullied as a child, Workflows have been my rock. I have Workflows for every aspect of my life, and that's why I'm so happy to bring you Workflows, a podcast presented by Imagine. As a company dedicated to saving you time and money in your photography business, it makes sense to enhance and expand the conversation to all things workflows. Tune in and subscribe to hear stories, strategies, and tools that could be your rock. Hear from people just like you. Put the camera down for a little, connect the headphones, and get to work with workflows. Get in on the conversation by joining the Imagine community today. Imagine the possibilities. Mike Morby brings the perfect balance of experience and creativity with over 400 weddings under his belt. He's able to anticipate moments before they happen. Mike's relentless desire to improve year after year has continued to put his work at the foreground of wedding photography. He is often praised for his dramatic use of light, creative angles, and ability to meet and exceed clients' expectations. Mike is known for being a purposeful person who inspires his staff with his hard work and enthusiasm. Just as he constantly challenges himself, he also motivates those around him to invest in their own growth, pushing the boundaries of their skills and ability. Mike prefers simple living, routines, and quality time with family and friends to anything else. Give him a hot cup of coffee, a good book, and his kids running through the yard, and he is a happy man. Let's get into my conversation with my friend, Mike Morby. Hey, Mike, how are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, thanks for chatting with me today. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad you're able to come on. We were able to make it work. And I'm really excited to, you know, hear all about your workflows as a wedding photographer for so many years and the thing, ways that you've adapted and evolved over time. I'm really excited to dive into all that. So with that, the first question I have for you is the same question I ask every single guest. What is one thing that you do for the photographic process, like behind the camera, mm. that has saved you time? Yeah, I was thinking about that question, and can I give two two answers, or is why yeah. we a strict one? Okay, you can. <laughs> one of, two is good. Yeah, yeah. What one of the things we've yeah photographed my first wedding twenty years ago, went full time in twenty twelve, and then we started bringing on associates in like twenty thirteen, which has now grown. You know the amount of weddings that we do every year, and I would say the biggest thing, which is a little controversial, is not overshooting. I know there's a mm -hmm. big push for like 
10,000 images, 15,000 images, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, with the quantity of weddings that we do is just controlling my image count, looking through my, my frame and just waiting for the moment before I click the shutter rather than just being like, and then hope one comes out. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm notorious for shooting under 3000 images a wedding, which is pretty low. But uh, so I try to get that around like the three to 5,000 mark, which helps save time in, in the post-processing. And then the other thing is just uh, consistency, you know, making sure that the image quality is consistent, the lighting's consistent, the backgrounds are clean. Yeah, just consistent shooting because especially with Imagine that, is it, I hear both. I hear Imagine and Imogen. What, <laughs> you, you got to solve this debate. Yeah, so it, it is Imagine. It is Imagine. Okay. All right. I rarely hear Imogen, but when I, you know, when I do, I'm like, I'll just say Imogen back to them so I don't make them feel stupid. But I'm like, I think it's Imagine. Um, but, uh, you know, especially with the algorithms that we have for Imagine, mm -hmm. you know, that consistent shooting then translates into consistent editing, yeah. you know, as well with the, with the software. So, yeah, yeah those, I mean, those would be it, the two big things. Yeah, that's, those, those, those are fantastic. You know, the, regarding the, the consistency thing, whether you're using Imagine or manually editing, you know, having that consistency, no matter what, is going to save you time in the long run. Um, yeah. But, uh, and regarding the, the trying to shoot less, so I don't photograph weddings, but I do photograph other sort of portraits and people and whatnot, but I make it a habit of actually using smaller memory cards, so I have to shoot less. Like, oh, I won't get would... the biggest memory card. Okay, yeah. that would scare the crap out of me, because it's like, I... <laughs> oh no, they're about to kiss. And my camera's saying it's out of memory. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the, you have to, when you do that, you have to be aware of like, you know, totally. not necessarily how many frames you're, you're shooting, but you look and see, okay, I've got X amount left, you know, and so on. But yeah, I've made that a habit because I, I, I don't like, like you, I, do, I don't want to shoot too much for many different reasons, but time, time is a big yeah. one for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And if I did less weddings per year, then yeah, I probably would be a much higher image count because there are sometimes I'm shooting and then I go and look at it afterward and it's like, oh, if I just would have worked that moment just a little bit longer or a few more frames. I was actually talking to somebody the other day that I hope the uh, cell phone technology of being able to click on an image and it's like a little video reel and you could pick the best spot. I'm like, they should have that on cameras because it's like, that extra split second, I just, I just yeah. need. That would be awesome if they added that into the tech. I, I could, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. So don't quote me on this, but I feel like Panasonic made a push for video stills. When yeah. They, when they called it hybrid for a long time. That was like a trending term in the in the photo space when Panasonic started like building all these, uh, yeah. you know, newer mirrorless. And so I feel like they tried. I don't know how it's doing. Yeah. But, yeah, but, who knows? Yeah. But maybe one day, because I just want to see yeah. what happened, you know, a quarter of a second past this moment. That's all I want to know. Like, what, yeah. what happened? Or like right before it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So what is now one thing you do for the business that saves you time or money? I, I think you're setting these questions up that I have to say imagine in most no. of them, but definitely nope. I'm just I'm just messing with you. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's a no-brainer. Like imagine, you know, easy easy answer there. Well, give me something else because we're gonna we're gonna yeah, get to imagine because I know it, you're a user of it. So yeah. I would say, and super basic, but I would say time tracking has 
overall been the like number one thing that has helped us grow our business. So I'm, I'm a big spreadsheet person. So you'd be tracking like ahead of a wedding, right? Tracking the the time frame before a wedding. Is that what you're talking about? Tracking everything. So like, yeah, how long does it take? And, and I've, we've passed off like culling and edit review and, you know, stuff like that. We, you know, outsource all of that stuff, but Mm -hmm. You know, prior to that, I would sit down and I'd have a spreadsheet and I would track my time of like, how long does it take me to call a wedding? And I would track my time for three months. How long does it take me to prep on a wedding day? And so that's why I switched over from Canon flashes with double A's to Godox with lithium ion, because that will save me time. So just every aspect of our business, just sitting down. And when we want to work on becoming more efficient at something, We'll just track our time for two or three months in that area and then, you know, make a decision of like, is this something we want to start outsourcing? Is this something that maybe even like where we have our hands on a keyboard can save, you know, so that we're not doing too many movements. But yeah, yeah, is, it just, worth, is it worth using a keyboard versus a Wacom tablet or a loop, yep. a loop deck or whatever? Yep. Um, very yeah. smart. Yeah. And it also helps me to like plan my week, especially when I did more within the business post-processing. I could plan my week and say, okay, we have these three weddings we shot this weekend. And I can then could time block because I knew exactly how much time each one would take. And if it took longer then I knew I was like slacking or distracted, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. That's a super sexy response. Yeah. No, you (laughs) know, that's, that's what I actually think that would be a really cool thing for you to give away like the, the spreadsheet like template that you built for this because that's a business nerd's dream is having something that organized, you know? Yeah. So that might be something worth considering. We could talk later on about like what you could do, but like I feel like you should totally like template, templatize that and and give it away to people yeah. or yeah. sell to people. Anyway. Yeah, and we do. We do. Do you know Tony? Do you know Tony Hoffer? Hoffer Photography based out mm-hmm. of Downingtown, Pennsylvania? Yeah, because of this, he's a big like time tracking nerd and back end business nerd as well, kind of like my wife and I. So my wife and I, we have all of these spreadsheets we've created for our own business. Even like if I didn't want to shoot weddings anymore, how many weddings would we need to book with associates for mm-hmm. me to take la- like everything is spreadsheeted. But uh, Carrie, Tony, and I actually ended up creating a website called Cost Cruncher, where people could type in all their overhead costs, type in their cogs, type in the time they spend, and it will show their profit, you know, how much profit per package, their hourly rate, how many hours. And, and we thought, like, this was years ago we created this. And we were like, oh, this is it. Everybody's going to want this. We were selling it for, like, $50. And, like... 25 people ended up signing up. We're like, okay, maybe not that many people care about their numbers as we do. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think, you'd think that when somebody could use something to, to save them, you know, potentially save them hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, year after year after year, they might want to invest in a $50 tool. But Yep. Yep. Takes yeah. effort. Takes a lot of yeah. effort to know yeah. all of your, because you have to know, you have to know yeah. your numbers to plug in your numbers. And I think that's yeah. the... The, sh- the spreadsheets are awesome and people love them, but the mm-hmm. work to find all the information to plug in, yeah. uh, a lot of people are like, eh, I'll just keep throwing right. stuff at a wall and hope it sticks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we've talked about the photographic process. We've talked about the editing, you know, the business process. Let's talk about a little bit about editing. So besides from Imagine, because we're, again, we're going to get to Imagine. 
Yeah, um, yeah. What is one thing that you do for editing that has saved you time? And I'm also going to preface this with you kind of alluded to this earlier, talking about consistency, how that could you know help. So if you want to you know talk more about that, or if you want to talk about something else, perfectly fine. Yep. Yeah, I, I think around the consistency piece, I have found, yeah, other than uh, running stuff through Imagine, that just paying attention to backgrounds has probably been one of the biggest things. It's not the actual editing process, but it's what we're doing before the editing process happens. Of, I was photographing a wedding the other day and, and the groom was tying his shoe and I'm always, whenever something's happening, I'm, I'm looking at the background. Is there like a water bottle? Is there trash? You know, all of it. Cause that takes so much yeah. time afterward to get out. Yep. And he was tying his shoe and the, the sconce on the wall had a, a white lampshade. So it looked like he, he was so, so perfectly in that spot. It looked like he mm. had <laughs> a lampshade as a hat. Yeah. And so it was like, yeah. oh wait, hey, pause real quick. Let me just move this out of the way, and then I got back to shooting. But yeah, always just thinking what what's in my frame, and yep. is there anything I can do to get it out of my frame while shooting? If so, that's going to save hours of time, you know. Yeah. Later, a couple a couple episodes back, I was talking with Charmy Pena, and she had a very similar thing where she always pays a very close attention to the light bulbs that are being used in chandeliers and sconces and whatnot, and she actually works with the, the the venues ahead of time and set and and she knows like okay this play this venue has these type of lights they're going to actually turn them off for charmy or they're going to swap them out for different bulbs um, mm. because she knows she knows that if that's going to save so much time in post for the lights to either be off or not be you know, the low quality LEDs or fluorescents that flicker and change yep. color tones every two seconds. Yep. So yep. really, I mean, it's so important to pay attention. You know, you don't uh, a lampshade coming out of someone's head or a pole, you know, or yep. something that's movable or adjustable to be in your way. Or like you said, garbage, <laughs> garbage can. Yeah, garbage. The the, yeah. The bag, you know, and, and plastic from the dress is that still on the you know, on the on the bed as I'm photographing, mm. you know, the getting ready stuff. Yeah, all that, all those little things. What is one thing that you are struggling with right now in your photography business? Is it something that Imagine could help with? Share it with the other Imaginers in the Imagine community. So now, what is one thing that you do after a session? After the session's completely done that has increased business for you? Okay, so this is a secret that I questioned sharing. So hopefully <laughs> nobody in the greater Philadelphia area is listening and some of my team might kill me for this, but every single wedding, we gather as much as we can of vendor venue information. We use Tave, and so there's all these fields where we can say who's the DJ, who's the caterer, you know, all that sort of stuff. And we get their contact information. And then after every single wedding, we send the, the venues and vendors the images, usually just like the blog post, which is like 50 images. So yeah, this, this year we have like 105 weddings and every single one of those is going to get sent to the vendors. And then we create folders where if we shoot at this wedding venue a lot, they can go into their folder and here's every wedding blog post that we've shot there. And then what we've seen is because they're getting our images consistently, when they want to post something on Instagram or social media, or even we had this one venue create a brochure 
and she was like, you know, 50 of the 52 images were yours because it was just so much easier to go into the folder rather than reaching out to everybody. Yeah. So that post-wedding, it's, it's a lot of effort to, to do and to create and organize, but I, would, I don't know the exact stat, but it's the majority of our weddings come from venue and vendor referrals, and I think a big part of it is because of we're consistently giving them content to help promote their business, and then in turn, right. they're promoting yeah. us. You know, there historically you've got you've got advertisements, you've got SEO, you've got social media, you have email marketing, but above everything else, the one thing that has always been number one, if you put the effort in, is word of mouth between yep. vendors and your customers. So Absolutely. what you're doing is very smart, and I can only imagine how much it's in, it's helped and increased your business and your referrals. Yep. I mean, it's it's got to be immense. So yeah, yeah, it's been huge. Yeah, it, it makes the effort. I mean, because I'm sure that is a lot, as you said, a lot of effort to do each every session. But that makes the effort worth it for sure. Yeah, uh, because yeah. you could get you could get ten referrals from one you know <laughs> one post session upload of all yeah. the of all the new new stuff. Absolutely, yeah. So. Yeah, then especially venues, and it's really hard to do. But getting in with a venue, you know, they'll they'll do maybe 300 tours a year and we have 300 couples seeing our work, you know, in, in some capacity, whether it's something we put on a wall at the venue, some of them have iPads and they show our images as they're walking through. But yeah, if you can get in with a single venue, that could be, yeah, of those 300, maybe 20 of them reach out, you know, 20 or 30. And that's, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then keep multiplying that and then it kind of slowly grows. (laughs) Awesome. So this is the point of the show where I ask for you to look down at your wedding photography business from a 30,000 foot view. Yes. And if you can please share an outlined breakdown of your workflow from lead to delivery. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a, that's quite a question. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to keep it as simple as possible. Yeah. Kind of everything within our business, we have like little like mottos of, you know, when you're shooting safe shot first, creative shot second, you know, stuff like that, or pay attention to your backgrounds. But one of the things that we kind of, with our workflow, one of the foundational elements in the very beginning is the website gets the email, the email gets the meeting and the meeting gets the booking. And so, you know, in the beginning there, we're kind of guiding them through a process where the kind of mountaintop is the face-to-face used to be in person, but now it's over zoom, but slowly getting to them to the point where we have a zoom meeting and now here's all of the information you need to make a decision. But we, we try to get that meeting as much as possible. And we've noticed if we give too much information up front, uh, they get, they think they have everything they need to make a decision and then they never set up the meeting. But, you know, yeah, get, getting that meeting is, is primary and guiding them to that. So then when the lead comes in, something that's been really huge, and again, it takes a lot of effort, is just responsiveness. Wedding Wire put out a stat years ago that you are 100 times more likely to connect with a lead if you respond within five minutes. Mm-hmm. So we always try to respond to leads. Like whatever's happening, just respond Right away, something super simple just to get that meeting set up. We had one the other day. They inquired at 8.50 at night. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll just respond tomorrow morning. But I, I responded. <laughs> and she was like, can you talk now? Because my mom is with me. 
and she won't be with me tomorrow. So I was like, sure. So we got on the phone. They inquired at 8.50. We were doing a Zoom at 9.15, and they were booked by 9.45, which is like... Nice. And we'll actually see that fairly often. There was another one that inquired, and they were booked within three hours, and her fiancé was about to head out for a work trip for two weeks. So... Yeah, photographers then inquire, or like responding the next morning. You, you and, can lose out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, the, and the couples will, you know, we've gotten that before where we've delayed in our response and they've already found somebody. And we're like, how'd you mm -hmm. find somebody so quick? But, you know, that's, that's really big is just responding as fast as possible, getting the meeting set up. And then we set up, uh, it used to be in person, but now we do a Zoom call where I'll show the photographers available for their date, kind of recommend a photographer from our team according to their needs, talk through pricing, all of that sort of stuff. And then the goal of the meeting, it's going to sound kind of car salesman-y, but is stay, during the meeting, it's always really big, I feel, to stay on the emotional side of the buying decision. Like, I want them to leave that meeting thinking, like, I have to book Morby Photography. Like, I don't care the price. I want, I want to get that emotion really high that they feel like Morby Photography is it. Yeah. So that... Coming out of the meeting, I'm hoping that there's like no other option, that I've sold them enough on this, you know, decision that this is who they have to use. Then after that meeting, we send a follow up right away. Like, it was great talking with you. Here's links to pricing and portfolio. Here's a contract if you want to book, you know, all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, so that's all kind of like pre-booking is this whole workflow of, yeah, responsiveness, portraying value, you know, all of that sort of stuff so that we can get that, get that deposit in hand. And then once we have the deposit in hand, then we can get more technical. Let's get in the details of your timeline. Let's talk through right. some of this other more, yeah, technical things. But I try to stay away from that in the meeting because I don't want to get into a 15-minute discussion about timeline and then all of a sudden, you know, they're like, okay, well, we, yeah, we talked about our timeline, but I don't really know what value Morby Photography offers. Uh, so then, yeah, once they're booked, we usually immediately go into Shoot With Me, which is a company that I founded with Nathan Desch. So we'll go in there and find second photographers, assistants that we might need to secure for the day. And then about 60 days out from the wedding, we use Tave for all of our CRM workflow and whatnot. But yeah, about 60 days out from the wedding, they'll get a questionnaire where they can fill out their family formal list, must-haves, timing, locations, vendor. And then right after they fill that out, we jump on a call with them to walk through their timeline. I used to way back, because I shot my first wedding in 2001, but we used to use manila folders and I would just have a call with them the week of and write the timing on the manila folder. And then I would take the folder with me to the wedding and it had all their contract and stuff in it. There was one time I like left a folder at the wedding. Oh boy. <laughs> But yeah, over, over the years, we've learned, like, if we can get out ahead of all, like, the planning stuff, we're creating a lot of value because that timeline releases so much stress from yeah. the couple. Because once they have the timeline, now they can talk to, you know, hair, hair and makeup. They can talk to transportation. They know when they're getting to the venue, like, all of that sort of stuff. So, so yeah, we try to get out of that, get out ahead of that quite a bit so we can nice. help relieve that stress. That's great. Should I keep going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is great um, stuff. So, so yeah, after all the, after the wedding is shot, you know, we do all, all of the upload of the images. We do the renaming. 
And then we actually have a culling editing team because some weekends, like we have a weekend in October with nine weddings. Mm -hmm. So to have one, we've burnt out a lot of colors and editors in the past because we would always put the <laughs> workload on one person. Right. But more recently, we're using like a team of freelancers. We have one main editor, but then when September, October hits, we have a group of freelancers that we bring in to help with that extra workload. But yeah, we do load everything up onto into Lightroom after it's renamed, create a smart preview, and then we send the smart preview to our color and editor. So they're actually culling in Lightroom smart preview. And then they run that through, they give everything a one star that they want to keep. They run that through Imagine, and then they're just doing a, a quality control check. And then it comes back to us. I do one more quick check, and then we upload it to their online gallery. Nice. Yeah. I used to spend probably like 10 hours or so per wedding in work that I actually had to do. But now the, it's mainly just that final check. I'm just making sure everything looks good. Yeah, um, I'm sure also just like having your, your uh, calling and editing team that's now, you know, doing the calling and then just quality control on the edits, not yep. fully editing. It's probably that is in itself is, a, you know, it's probably a nice stress yeah. reliever for them too. Yeah, yeah, it's gone from like eight hours down to, you know, bas basically most of what they're doing is just pressing the next arrow and then, yeah, making slight adjustments if needed. But yeah, and then, so then once that's all done, we upload everything to an online gallery where they can download the photos, order prints, canvases, all that sort of stuff. And then we use Storybook, a design company with Leah Gallo. And so we, once we have the online gallery, the couple, if they have an album, they'll go in and pick all of their favorites. And then Leah creates a rough draft, does like a 90 minute Zoom call with them to kind of narrow down the spreads and things like that. And then once it's all good to go, we send out the album and, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, kind of nice. 30,000 foot view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice that you also outsource the album process too. That's something that Charmy has done too. That came up in my conversation with her and definitely relieved a lot of the, the, uh, the extra stress that comes from album creation and, yep. you know, the whole, the whole like IPS part of albums too. Like just taking that off your shoulders and putting it on, you know, somebody who, whose sole job is that is a really nice yep. idea too. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. And, cool. and so much of what I've shared so far, like, we didn't set out to have a bunch of associates and shoot a hundred mm -hmm. weddings a year. Like that was never our goal. Right. But yeah, so much of this like outsourcing and systems has been because we have three young kids and, you know, now they're all in school, but when we were building this business, they weren't, you know, we went full time in 2012. My daughter was two mm -hmm. and my son was just born. And then we had another daughter born in 2015, but we were just looking at our work-life balance and we're just like, what, what areas of the business do we not need to be a part of? And also like yeah. what areas of the business can somebody do better than us? Right. Leah's very first album meeting, I sat in with her and I, I made the album meeting worse. And Leah was like, you're never allowed <laughs> in an album meeting again. Cause I just like, I just get everything off track. And I, I actually, yeah. I read through all these questions ahead of time, so I wouldn't get off track and probably still am. But, but yeah, we, we were just looking at it and just saying, like, how can we get our time back? And then also, mm -hmm. are there people that 
are are better than us in certain areas that can yeah. you know do this. And then so it, it slowly morphed or we started freeing up more time, which allowed us to focus on our family and even just focus on the day to day of the business more. And then it just started organically sort of growing where we brought on another associate and another. Um, so so that's where yeah. then we've been able to get to this point now of we have more weddings than we've ever done, but we're working less than we ever have yeah. because of the ability to, you have a team of people handling right. everything. Yeah. I think a really important takeaway there is that not every photographer is good at business. Not every business person is good at photography and not every person who is a photography business owner is good at the sell selling part of things, but might be fantastic at the rest of the business part of things yeah. and the photography things. Not everybody is a jack of all trades and you have to fill yeah. the gaps where you are not living up to your, your own standards and goals, right? Yeah. I mean, if you, you fill those gaps and you've built mm -hmm. a really successful, you know, wedding photography business off of it. And, um, you know, that's, that's pretty darn cool. Thank you. <laughs> so. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's been fun. Yeah. So, what does the future of mm. AI in photography look like to you? Very bright. <laughs> Even if it stayed where it is, it's still <laughs> just like, wow, this is amazing. But I, you, when I talk with my team, like our mm -hmm. biggest bottleneck is culling editing. Like it just, yeah. you know, it just, it takes time. It's always been our biggest bottleneck. And Imagine has cut that editing time from eight hours per wedding down to like an hour or less of quality control. So we're already saving like seven hours a wedding, mm -hmm. you know, with that. But as I talk with my team, like this October is between September 17th and October 30th, we have 30 weddings. We only have a hundred this year, but like most, like a third of those almost are in this like short time window. And you know, I talk to my team and I'm, I just encourage them like AI is going to continue to make this pain point better and better and better. And I hope it'll get to the point where like we don't even need a freelance team working on stuff that I can run it through and it will be better than anything any human could have done. And it's just like, yep, check it. All right, we're good. Okay. Like I, I see that as the future of yeah. like you run it through and it knows exactly how you want it to call, exactly how you want it to edit. It's, you know, better than a human and we send it out the door. That's the goal. That's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> Come on, Scott. Come on. <laughs> Keep it going. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a, that is definitely a bright, a bright future. It's, it's something I look forward to seeing as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just keep it going, man. You, you and the team over there, keep it going. Yeah. We're working on it, working on it. So you've touched on this throughout the, this episode, but how did Imagine impact your life? I don't even know where to start with that, but obviously it saved a ton of money because most quality editing companies are 35 cents you know, an image plus if you really want it done well. So one thing is it saved us money. It saved us time. But I would say the biggest thing is just the consistency of, because like when, when a human, nothing against humans, but mm -hmm. this is one thing I don't want humans to have to do anymore. But like <laughs> when I used to edit, 
and I would have a ton of weddings, I would be editing in the morning. I'd sometimes be editing at 2 a.m. I would be edit like all different times. You know, I might be like really tired and I'm editing and I'll look at it the next day and just be like, oh, this just looks like crap. I did, everything's fluorescent green. But what I, you know, Imagine doesn't get tired. You know, Imagine doesn't take days off. You know, Imagine has, doesn't have seven to 10 day turnaround times. You know, all of that sort of stuff. And we just were getting these catalogs back and the consistency of them is better than it's ever been. So for me, that's the biggest thing of like, you, and you see it all over Facebook groups, September, October. I'm so tired. I'm burnt out. Like you're, yeah. you're not going to be doing your best work when you feel like you have nothing left. And imagine not only gives you more time back because you don't have to edit as much, but also the consistency of it is just like, is incredible. Like they're not, you know, the white balance is consistent. The exposure is like everything is consistent from start to finish because of, you know, the algorithms of the technology and them evaluating my images. So that, that's been probably the biggest way it's changed my life. Just the consistency of it. I'm, I'm always cool. proud of like a, a blog post from the editing standpoint, that is. Nice. <laughs> I love, I, like, love oh, I could have shot better, but the editing yeah. is just, it's a more consistent product than it's ever been. I love that we started this episode with talking about consistency and we're editing this episode yep. talking about consistency because yep. that is actually a big thing at Imagine that we are very proud of is that we do provide that consistency and I'm glad that you're recognizing it and others are recognizing it. So thank you for, for, for sharing that, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's been huge. Yeah. So Mike, where can listeners learn more about you, connect with you, and of course, see your incredible photography? Yeah. So Morby Photography is, is our business. So morbyphotography.com online and social like IG and Facebook, Morby Photography. I think we just started venturing in the, t I did not set that up. So I don't know, where, <laughs> I don't even know what we're putting on there yet. So yeah, just Morby Photography in general, very one of a kind name. And then also, as I'd mentioned earlier in the episode, my buddy, Nathan Desh and I, Nathan Desh and I started a business called shootwith.me. And it's a platform for photographers to find and hire help for jobs. So you won't see my face on that website, but also, yeah, shootwith.me is another <laughs> avenue of our business. Yeah, a much better way to find photographers to work with in various aspects of your jobs that you have outside of Facebook groups. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, I found um, so many amazing second photographers. With the amount of weddings that we're doing, we really have to, I think we hired 30 unique people this year to second wow. shoot for us. And yeah, shoot with me kind of opened up the, the opportunity to have people that I didn't even know second shot, you know, to work with us. So it's been really helpful. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much, Mike, for that incredible conversation about your workflows. I am sure that all the listeners have walked away with a bunch of great takeaways. Thanks to you. You have been listening to Workflows presented by Imagine. To hear more from Workflows and to find a link to our guest, please go to imagine-ai.com slash podcast. Be a part of the conversation by joining the Imagine community at imagine-ai.com slash community. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time.